Good evening, men and women of God. This is from Damage to Destiny. I'm your host, Glenda Treadwell. We just want to share a quick word with you on this evening. And it's a word that I can say it kind of kind of upset me. Not upset in an angry way, but upset me in a way where you think that the men and women of God have grown into a place. And when you find out they haven't, it's it, it makes you feel some type of way. But nevertheless, all lessons are good lessons if we can walk away and learn something from it. So I'm going to come to you this evening from 1 John, the third chapter, and we're going to start at that 17th verse. And it said, But whoso have this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? So, an incident took place um, this evening where I found out a, a friend of mine was in a car wreck. And I'm thinking everybody is like me. So, I asked a couple of my friends if they would pray. Of course, the ones that I know, they like absolutely, you know, give us his name or her name. And, and we'll, we'll bombard heaven on their behalf. I'm like, great, thank you so much. Because we know the word said that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. But an incident where I asked another individual and she said, I don't know them. And I was like, well, woman of God, you, it doesn't matter if you know them or not. I'm, I'm asking you to just lift them up in prayer. Why should I lift somebody up in prayer that I don't know? Now, this is someone that has been in ministry for many, many, many years. But when that answer came, I'm not going to lie. It really hurt. It really hurt. I mean, we are supposed to be helpers one toward another. It doesn't matter if we know the person or not. And if we don't know the person, that's when we should show the bowels of compassion even greater. And we know we go through things and situations and circumstances where we're being tested by God. And I can share with you guys because it's the truth about, I want to say a year ago, um, a good, good friend of mine lost her husband and I had to go, I wanted to go and show my support. And I knew that if I went, I was going to look face on into my ex-husband. And for those who don't know, um, my ex-husband sexually molested my daughter at a very, very early age. And we're still going through some things and some traumas that she's still dealing with. But to continue, I went there. I wanted to show love and support for my sister and my friend. I was ready to face anything I had to. But the Holy Spirit told me on the way. He said, I want you to feel how he's hurting. 
And let's just be, let's be real and honest. You know, I like I, I joked about it, but I said the only thing I want to feel is my knife going into his chest. Yes, I was in the flesh when I said it, but I repented. <laughs> but as I got closer to the town, I could feel the pain in my chest. And I mean, it was unbearable, men and women of God. It was so hurtful. I mean, to the point where I thought I was going to have to pull over. But as I got closer to the town and the closer to the church, I sat in the car crying. I mean, crying. And the Lord told me, in order for you to walk in my statue, sometimes you have to go and pray for an individual that you know hurt you, hurt your family, and you have to do it in my love. Now, you see what kind of test I went through last year. Like I said, it's, it's nothing new. People know this story. But I hadn't seen him or dealt with him after everything was said and done. But that day I went and I hugged and celebrated with my sister with the homegoing of her husband. And I sat back there and I rocked. I rocked. I thought maybe I was free from having to do it. <laughs> but then right at the last minute, they walked in. And I promise you guys, I was literally physically sick to my stomach. I did not want to do this. But then I thought about, look at all the stuff that Christ have had to go through because of us with our flesh and, and with our emotions. And, and I just kind of sucked it up. And he turned around. He walked away from his brother's casket. And he looked me straight in my face. And I said, I need to talk to you now. So I took him outside because it wasn't a show. This thing was real. And I asked him, how was he doing? And he was like, I'm making it. You know, I'm, I'm, this is his baby brother. So I know he's hurting. I had to put everything that that person did to me and to my family to the side in order to obey God. So with nothing else left, I put my hand in his chest and I began to pray for him like I've never prayed for anybody before. I prayed with the compassion and with the earnestness of the Holy Spirit to have him healed and delivered and to be delivered from the things of his past so that he can go and he can continue to do some things. Because the word said that the gifts and callings are without repentance. And I prayed for God to move in his life. Like never before. And when I finished praying, I looked him in his eyes and I just said, God bless you. I got in my car and I drove away. I got about 20 miles outside of town and I pulled over. And I cried, I travailed, I weeped. It was something that broke 
during that. And when I finished crying, I literally could feel the Holy Spirit literally pulling something off me. Ah, shanda. And I said, God, what is that feeling? What is that? And the Holy Spirit said, I can trust you to do what I tell you to do. See, a lot of things that we go through in this time and season, they are tests. They are tests. And we have to be sure. We have to be sober, sound, and sensitive to what the Lord is saying to us. No, everything is not going to be roses. No, you're not going to get a bunch of accolades all the time. Sometimes you're going to have to go to the uttermost and the guttermost to do what God is calling you to do in this season. Because he's testing you. Ha! He's testing us in this season. We can say a lot of things. We can hoop, holler, run, jump, move, walk. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, do we have enough compassion and love and Hasid agape in us to pray for somebody we don't know? To pray for somebody that we know should be in prison or worse? Do we have enough compassion to do that? Do we have the compassion that Jesus had when he was on the cross for every sin we've ever thought or did in this thing we call a body? Yeah, yeah, glory to God. It's not always about the accolades, the suits, the rings, the cars, the businesses. Sometimes God just want to test you to see if you got enough love in your heart to pray for somebody that can do nothing for you or have nothing for you. Thank you, Jesus. I graduated last year. And because God trusted me, God has opened so many doors for me, different places that I would have never dreamed I would be going and ministering. He has opened up radio, television. He's opened these things for this little country girl from Gould, Arkansas. He did that for me. Why? Because I did what he asked me to do. Did I have reservations? Yes. Did I want to do it? Of course not. Yeah. But I remember the vision God gave me so many years ago. I climbed up that mountain, the same mountain that Jesus carried that cross. I walked up that mountain. The wind was blowing. The dust was flying in my eyes. I had on a black shawl and I was going up this hill. And I kept going. I would slip and fall, but I kept going. I kept going. And then I got to the cross. And I began to kiss his feet. And I can taste it even now. The blood that was in my mouth when I kissed his feet. I cried on his feet and I kissed his feet with the blood and the sinew and the, and everything that was rolling down on his feet. I held on to his feet. I kissed them. I cried on them. And when I looked up to see his face, all I could see was a blinding light. High glory to your name, Jesus. 
And he told me, you got a job to do. Do you love me? I said, yes, God, I love you. I love you so much. I love you, Lord. He said the same compassion that I had for the world. You have that same compassion for others. The ones that are rejected. The ones that are hated for no reason. You give them the same compassion. And the same Hasida Kape that I gave the world. And I have did my very best to obey the Lord. What I'm saying to you today, men and women of God. Get out your pride. Get out your ego. Get out of whatever you think who you are. Because we are nothing without Christ. We are just dust in motion. Hey, God, we're just dust in motion if we do not allow the love of God to be within us. I prayed, not just for a man that molested my daughter, but some years back, I prayed for a man that raped me. And if that is not allowing the spirit of God to dwell on the inside of you, you looking all high scale, nose in the air, thinking you have it going on, you do not have nothing except the Lord God gave it to you. Hear what I say, men and women of God. We are in a season of testing. Ah, yekorobosanda. God is testing these people that say, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a bishop. I want to be an apostle. I want to be an evangelist. And you can't take five minutes to pray for someone you don't know anything about. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. This is a season of trial and test. Some of us survived COVID. Some didn't. But. I give you warning. If we don't begin to love each other and pray for each other and pray for each other earnestly and not try to go to the one that you think is high scale and then you don't want to deal with the one that may live in the projects and, and on assistance and stuff like this. Those are the ones God is using the most. <laughs> you better hear what I'm saying today. These are the people that God are going and taking and making them get out here and do miracle signs and wonders. Because they are humble enough to do exactly what the spirit of Yahweh is saying. So in conclusion on this evening. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Quit thinking you all that. So what? You drive an expensive vehicle. So what? You live in a $100,000 home or over. But you better know this. The same God that blessed you to get it can be the same God. That will take you through the trial and the test to see 
if you will give it all up for me. I've lost so much stuff through the last couple of years. And I remember telling Amanda God, he asked me, why are you doing this? Why are you dealing with this? Why are you putting up with this? I looked him in his face with tears rolling down my face. And I told him, I have need to go through Samaria. Some of you guys are about to get on that walk. But let me encourage you. Better is the ending of a thing than the beginning thereof. Just know that your ladder is greater when you trust, rely, and believe on Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. I love you today. Have a blessed rest of the night. This is From Damage to Destiny. I am your host, Glenda Treadwell, and you be blessed until we meet again next time. We love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Bye-bye.